write your name on the car window's condensation because it's time for Green of Truth. Please welcome your host, David Ennis! Uh, hello and welcome to Grain of Truth, the show that experiences four truths in a day. Your Grains of Truth today. The mysterious tailor was more than he seemed. Oh. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that noise was. Good. <laughs> Door chimes that don't work anymore get sent to Belgrave. Uh-huh. <laughs> Suburb joke. <laughs> Did you come up with that on a train? <laughs> Most of my puns I come up with a train. Uh, the bartender took his pint of Guinness to the psych to get his head examined. Yes. <laughs> You're on your own, buddy. Okay, (laughs) so off in the way. And the number one brand of robot vacuum cleaner in the Mushroom Kingdom is the Goomba. (laughs) (laughs) To introduce our panellists for the episode, it's over to our resident scorekeepers, the Boffins! From the Queensland Conservatorium, Griffith University, representing music, it's Matthew Hadgraf. From the Murdoch University, Earth Campus, representing the zoo, it's Michelle Nussi. From McRobertson Girls School, representing domestic science, it's Anna Rensenbrink. From the Charles Sturt University, Wagga Wagga Campus, representing heroes, it's Rob Lloyd. doing this for a long time, but I love that every boffin says Wagga Wagga Campus with some kind of dread. <laughs> <laughs> they have universities up there? <laughs> yes, the word has spread about Wagga Wagga, Wagga. Campus. <laughs> the rules of Grain of Truth are simple. Points are awarded to the panellists for their responses to the ridiculously absurd questions, scenarios and topics. Whoever has the most points wins the coveted Grain of Truth prize, which this week is a snowball. Ooh. You know, when young snowflakes are presented to society for marriage purposes. Oh, <laughs> lovely. <coughs> now, before we begin the quiz, here's a small challenge for everybody. Can you name the grain of truth that connects all four of our panelists' topics? That's music, the zoo, domestic science, and heroes. And we'll get to the answer at the end of the episode. But I will give you a clue. Complete twit. That is your clue. Complete twit. But we'll start with round one, which is called Right Said Ted. Each panelist must deliver a 90-second Ted-style presentation relating to a theme. At 60 seconds, they'll hear this noise... And at the 90-second mark, they'll hear this noise, at which they must wrap up their talk. Whoever uses their special skills to present on the theme the best gets the points. The theme of this TED presentation is winter. So we'll start with Matthew Hadgraf, representing music, to talk about winter. Matthew, your time starts now. Thank you. As you're listening to your winter music curled up on your lovely shag pile carpet with your nice fluffy cat and your lovely colourful cable knit sweater, you'll notice that all winter music is either about snow or Christmas or chestnuts. Now, this is because Vivaldi set the standard for what (laughs) winter music should sound like. Um, He was also history's second ever successful time traveller. They popped him forward in time to present-day Melbourne. He was here for one hour and was thus inspired to write The Four Seasons. (laughs) So, 
the first ever successful ah, oh, the first ever <laughs> successful time traveller was his twin brother Vivaldi, <laughs> but they got the the coordinations wrong and he ended up in Townsville. <laughs> so thus inspired by the Townsville website, uh, by, by the Townsville website landscape, they rather, they don't have websites <laughs> up there. All four of the seasons sound exactly the same. They kind of sound desolate and lonely with a low cello scratch and the odd squawk of an oboe and, um, and cold chisel mixed in. So our Christmas carols dodged a bullet because luckily he got Ross River fever and medicos in his own time treated it by bleeding his scalp and rubbing, rubbing in ocelot sputum. So next time you're listening to your favourite, like, white Christmas, for whatever the hell reason you'd listen to that, just thank... Um, Ross River Fever and Western Medical Ineptitude that all of our Christmas carols don't sound desolate and bleak and hot like north, far north Queensland because Townsville is to inspiring music <laughs> boy that through Townsville is to inspiring music what a blowtorch is to a pavlova <laughs> well uh, Matthew here's a question and this is yes. a question for the panel are you a winter or summer person mm. I moved to Melbourne and I'm one of the... Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. Yeah, oh, no, stop, this one. Stop. <laughs> I this actually is the most exciting question ever. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. He's, he's going, going to, to tell. tell. I love winter and I moved down here because I love coats and I love scarves. Mm. And I, I, I do love a Melbourne winter, actually. But you get over it. Yes. That's true. That's right. Yes. Uh, Nussie, you're from a land of entirely sand. Uh, are you a <laughs> summer or winter person? I am a sand groper. Um, <laughs> uh, look, in Perth, I was a winter person, but I don't feel like that's counted, really. <laughs> and I think, to be honest, my birthday is in July, and I'm pretty sure that's why I was a winter person. I'm, you know, I'm really deep like that. Um, I quite like winter here. Uh, <laughs> all those that. Um, Remember a couple of uh, episodes ago I was talking about my thyroid? Anyway, now that that's fixed. <laughs> glad, I'm glad you're all with me on the journey. Um, I actually, winter is easier. And yet every time I get to winter, I, I'm confused about how to dress. Mm. Every time. Like, I've been here seven years. And layers. every winter I'm like, I don't... How did I dress last winter? I don't know how... Yeah. Can layers, I just layers, layers say that, you know, you know you're in a dead-end spot when you're in a relationship when the only thing you can talk about is a certain topic. You know a podcast is at a dead-end <laughs> spot <laughs> when you talk about the weather. We were having a good time. I brought up my thyroid. Dave. It's very was, interesting for everyone. I was going to say I'm neither summer or winter because mm. I recently had my colours done Ooh. and I'm a spring. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. What well, a spring. What does I that mean that you should wear? <laughs> I need to wear it more um, orangey red than pinky red. See, look at all that fascinating <laughs> Shut discussion. Up, Rob. You heard it here. See, first. Rob? Shut up. That you're clearly a summer. <laughs> oh. To next speak on the topic of winter is Michelle Nussie <laughs> representing the zoo. Uh, Nussie, your time starts now. Thank you, Dave. I was going to talk for 90 seconds about Ocelot Sputum, but Matt Hagraft <laughs> beat me there. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, so, what I'm going to do is give you a basic overview of the, of the zoo in winter. Um, because it's either that or talking about the Syrian brown bear that kind of hibernates, um, <laughs> but doesn't really because ca- she's in captivity. Anyway, um, the zoo. The zoo is a really good place to go during winter because there's no one there. You know those days that you think, I would hate to be outside at the zoo today? Best day to go. Because that's when there's no one there. You get to see all of the animals. And the animals don't really realise that it's winter and that no one's coming. So they're still doing their great thing. Like wearing a baby gorilla on her head, which is what one of our gorillas is doing at the moment. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty great. So she's ready for the races. Um, <laughs> she's going to win all the competitions. Places to go at the zoo when it is winter. Butterfly House. 
delightfully warm, take off layers, all of that kind of thing, once I've worked out that I should wear them. <laughs> um, uh, down the seal show. The seal show in summer actually gets cut off, so people can't necessarily can't get in uh, to watch it. So go to the seal show in winter. Any animal that should not be living in a cold climate, go there. So pretty much any reptiles. The reptile house house is nice and warm, yeah. right? This isn't funny, but it is factual. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what's important. Oh, also. The little penguins. I wanted to talk about the little penguins because the little penguins don't look at winter. They look forward to spring because they're already starting their mating. And then Dave was like, you've already talked about little penguins mating. <laughs> and I, d- I don't want to get a reputation. Thank you. <laughs> uh, if you had to take someone to the zoo, where's your favourite place to take them? I love, I love um, going to the seals. Well, I, I would set up, like, the talks, the talk times mm. and tell you which are the best ones, but the seals are pretty great. Mm. I find that... I know the seal... <laughs> And I know the seals and their behaviour so well that I find things funny that no one else does. <laughs> so, when I, so when I'm talking, like when the keeper will ask them to do something and they'll do something different, and I find that hilarious, but no one else knows <laughs> what that is. So I'm with a microphone in the front of them laughing, <laughs> and everyone else is like... Is it like some sort of seal in-joke? Is that what's... Oh, that's just Derek there. <laughs> Derek the seal. <laughs> Classic. Our next speaker is Anna Renzenbrink, representing domestic science, to present on the theme of winter. Anna, your time starts now. I've pulled out from my archives uh, a list prepared by a Miss Emmeline Points of how to stay warm in winter in her log cabin. Plant a fertile garden in summer and harvest all of the fruits and vegetables. Pickle all of the vegetables. Preserve all of the fruits. Leave some apples for pie. Place pickles and preserves in the darkness of the root cellar. Order how to seduce a farmhand in ten days from the book catalogue. Order the art of war also, just in case. Invite handsome Jimmy Pike from the neighbouring farm over for pie. Get Uncle Abe to cover the dirt floor with planks. As Mama always said, a frozen dirt floor is just for the dirt poor. (laughs) Bake pie. Place on windowsill. Waft the smell of hot pie over toward the wood pile where Uncle Abe is chopping wood. Invite Jimmy to play gin rummy the evening when Uncle Abe is mysteriously ill of a stomach complaint and sleeping in the barn. Show Jimmy Uncle Abe's tongue and groove method of log cabin construction. (laughs) Ask Jimmy to show me the butt and pass method of using unmilled logs to butt up against each other without notching. Spike Jimmy's tea with rum. Show Jimmy the root cellar. Butt up against Jimmy with notching. With lots of notching. (laughs) Fall pregnant. (laughs) Tell Uncle Abe and have a shotgun wedding. (laughs) Bake another special pie. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I run some break. (laughs) Archives, right? Yeah, I know, right? It's funny because it's true. Um, Anna, what, during winter, what's your favourite winter or if you've got a cold food or comfort food that you like to have during colder times? Um... I think porridge mm-hmm. in the morning. Are you a sugar porridge, salt porridge? Or just no. no. Salt porridge? Is that yeah, a that's thing? A, that's, Scot- no, that's a um, Scottish way of having porridge. My, 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 my less nice porridge. Dutch grandmother used to make a semolina porridge. Oh. And she would put... <laughs> the less nice. Oh, <laughs> she would put bad. butter and Cadbury's drinking chocolate on top. And it would be in the middle of the... Yes, ooh. It would be in the middle of the bowl of semolina porridge, which is sets a bit harder than porridge. And my sister and I would eat 
all of the porridge except for the little island that <laughs> had the butter and the chocolate, and we would leave that till last. Wow. Uh, Matt, what's uh, what's your favourite winter comfort food? Okay, I made the mistake the other day of getting ice cream because I live around the corner from Messina. So it's the you know how cold it was last week. We got ice cream, and literally I couldn't unhold the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it was very very cold. Oh. It's still my favourite winter food. Mm. Well, our final speaker is Rob Lloyd, representing Heroes, to present on the theme of winter. Rob, your time begins now. Okay, I'm going to pitch something to you, ladies and gentlemen. I want your feedback. You are going to decide whether this is going to come true or not. When I was a kid, you may find this hard to believe, I used to create my own comic book characters. What? What? Yeah, like the human disc, the remote control, and let's not forget Merlin Jr. So... I am going to pitch to you what I thought was the greatest idea ever when I was 16-year-old Rob. And um, if you like it, I will pursue it as a comic book franchise. I'll get, I'll get Joss Whedon. It'll be great. Um, okay. Jack Frost. Picture it. A late teens, early 20s boy goes into an experimental cryogenic freezing chamber back in the 1940s and is forgotten about because of some mad scientist, okay? And he is discovered by some sort of, you know, um, archaeologist or scientist or something like that because archaeology is not a real science. Come on, you're dusting. Um, and they find out this guy and he comes out but he's been affected by the experimental cryogenic freeze and he can turn into Jack Frost, the, uh, the delightful character from winter and he can freeze things, he can fly and he's bulletproof because he's like ice and snowy type stuff and he saves the day. So, if you think it's a good idea, say yay. If you think it's a bad idea, say nay. Okay, all those in favour say yay. Yay. All those in favour say nay. Nay. Screw you! <laughs> you destroyed my childhood! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Lloyd! (laughs) He's coming back in. He's going to pick up the chair he threw. (laughs) Thank you, Rob. Um, Can I get some notching? (laughs) (laughs) Lots of notching. (laughs) Can I just say, I saw Anna's notes on her phone and she had lots of notching in capitals and that's the hottest thing I've seen all day. (laughs) You like having lots of notching. Now, um, Rob, when you were in, obviously clearly inspired by comic book <laughs> characters, uh, what was some of your favourites when you were a um, teenage uh, Rob? Uh, teenage Rob, I loved uh, Batman because I was a teenage drama nerd and so I loved the angst of Batman. Uh, I loved Green Lantern because he used his imagination uh, just to make boxing gloves and <laughs> really, really large baseball bats. Um, and I also got into Daredevil. Daredevil was cool because he was one of the only superheroes that was, you know, his strength came from his uh, disability, which I found really, really cool. Yeah, excellent. Well, that's the end of the round, so it's now time for a score update from the Boffins. Boffins! Thank you very much, David. According to the Grain of Truth printer, Anna Renzenbrink is in the lead by a half-filled magenta cartridge! Wow! That's the best one. <laughs> Thanks. It's worth at least two cyans. Now, the... <laughs> Uh, the next round is the analysis and application round. Our panel is divided into teams of two and must apply their skills to an application task. Uh, Nussie and Matt, yeah. I'm going to be challenging you to describe the following events as if you were train spotters. So you know, inhabit the characters of what you would expect a train spotter. Um, and the event I would like you to describe, if you could, for me, is uh, changing sheets on a bed. 
So changing sheets on a bed as if you were train spotters. Oh, the the um the, the new the new fitted sheets come out of the the, the dryer and they, they they they're a bit crumpled in the in 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 the one corner there. I, I noticed compared with the the, the, the ones you get from uh, Sheridan, the, the the ones that like very flat on the, the the bed, these ones tend to crumple up a little. And you have yeah, to they do hold their crumple a bit longer, don't they? They, they do. They, they, and, uh, they hold it they? for a good couple of days after sleeping on them. Don't they though? Yes. But they, they, no, they, they do. do. No, they do. You, you really have to. They, you really they have do. to uncrinkle the, the crinkle. You do. On the I crinkle. might have to yeah. iron it. I, I, they, oh, oh, well, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <don't, don't, don't laughs> no, just a joke. <laughs> just a joke. <laughs> just a joke. Uh, the, uh, the, the hospital corner, though, a bit, bit more difficult on this one. Yeah, I, I, I find that I, I, I get in, into the, the bed and I, I can't quite get in, into the bed because of the hospital corner. It's too tight, too tight hospital corner. Do you I want less, a less degree of hospital here's corner? My, my, my feet like to go up when I lie on my ah. back, but, but they, they, they want to point a little into you're the into the point of the bed where the hospital you're corner. You're a sheet puller out from, I do, I from, do, I from do, the I bottom. Yes, yes, yes. So okay. Well sometimes <laughs> I don't even. What about do one? We'll hospital. do one hospital corner. One. Just hospital. on one side, on oh, my side. Oh, okay. I'll yeah, do yeah, the hospital I, corner, I, I, and I, then you can just have it free and easy. Are you going to have the crinkled side or the non-crinkled side? I think it's evenly crinkled. It's a very even dryer. Can I can I fluff your pillow there for you? Thank you. Stuffed with chicken feathers. So it was you guys staring through the window of my parents' bedroom. Oh, Gosh. And, 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 only co- and commentating. <laughs> <laughs> Just to explain, there was also another option, which was formatting a Word document. No. I found it really hard to choose which one it was going to be. Um, oh, I, I do one. like Corey. Oh, maybe that's it's, a, it's a very evenly spaced <laughs> font. Is, is, it a, is it a narrow margin or is it a, <laughs> no. a mid-narrow margin? Well, you, you push control T and so it brings the rest of the Why are there three three tabs? On them hard! Okay. three tabs. I can't stop. Rob and Anna... I'll be challenging you to be a cat and its owner, except you are both lo- sound like characters from Downton Abbey. This is a ridiculous <laughs> game, I which I call Downton Tabby. I uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> did, did, you, did you come up with the name of the game first? Yes, I came up with the name, and then I, then I to got to a work. point where I went, no, oh, there's cats and it's Downton <laughs> Do Abbey. Do we have to be a cat and its owner? Yes, yes I'm being the cat. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You people sicken me. Um, meow, meow. Could you please plump up the cushions? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be like that. I'm sorry I had to dismiss that ginger Tom for he was very impertinent. <laughs> oh, you need to go below stairs if you were going to do that, meow, meow. I'm sorry you lost your father in the war, but <laughs> I, I had to have you neutered. I'm sorry you have been so cruel to me ever since I gave you the snip. Purr. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anna. Well, that's the end of the round, so it's over to the Boffins for a score update. Boffins! Thank you very much, David. According to the Grain of Truth cartoon, Matthew Hadgraft is in the lead by eyes popping out with an awooga noise! Awooga! Uh, 
Uh, but now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for everyone's favourite game. Everyone, it's our time for... How, How Delightful! Delightful! Yay! Oh, Let's try that again. you got to tell the audience what they're doing before. <laughs> We're going to play that game! It's not, it's not their favourite game because oh. they don't get to ding the bell. Oh. Oh. Do you think we should have audiences dinging the bell? Yes, let's give someone well, in the audience a, oh, a bell. Oh, 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 give someone to a pal in the audience to go and ding some bells. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, so what are they? <laughs> there was fist pumping. <laughs> One of you's a McRob girl, right? <laughs> you no? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. So the way this works for the game of how delightful is the players will break into teams of two and must say as many delightful things as the topic as possible in 60 seconds. If I hear an audience member ding the bell, that oh. means they've said something undelightful and the other team... Oh, go on. Yep. Oh, okay. Go. So, go on, someone ding the bell. <laughs> okay. Well, my oh, coffee cup goes ding. <laughs> All right. So if this... <laughs> This is a. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm keeping calm. It's you know. I, I like a procedure, and it's fine. I'm coping. Oh! Dave just the lost horn his horn. Has been Dave has lost his horn. At, that, at this point, Asher Cameron has stolen He's the honker and give it to a pregnant woman up the back. And, Dave, and Dave, Dave's eyes are doing the kind of spring out at like a, we're going to lose him. Anyway, now it's time for our, everyone's favorite game. How delightful! And so the players must break into teams of two and say as many delightful things as on the topic as possible. If they say anything that's undelightful, the audience will make a noise like this. Uh, yes, and... <laughs> and, uh, oh, and I can't, so I'm completely not in control. Because <laughs> everyone knows how much I love not being in control. I'm sorry, as Dave just said, everyone knows how much I like not being in control. He, like, lined up his pens. <laughs> as if that... I have control of my pens! <laughs> I will have control somewhere. <laughs> these pens know who's boss. <laughs> no one's taking these pens. So, away. if there's anything undelightful, please ding or honk. We're going to start with Matt and Nussie, yes. and you must say as many delightful things about snow as possible. If you say anything that's undelightful, it will be done by the audience, and it will go to the other team. But starting with you, uh, you've got 60 seconds to say as many delightful things as possible, starting now. Snowmen. Falling snow. Squishiness. The the uniqueness of the snowflake. That's right. Uh, the blanket you wake up to in the morning at your home. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh. That's, uh, yeah, that's irrelevant to snow. Thank oh. you very much. Um, uh, we continue with Anna and Rob. You have uh, 46 and a half seconds to continue on. Uh, continue on with delightful things about snow. Snowfall fights. Absolute awesomeness that is your own version of a war, but in a cool, fun, cold face way. How is that delightful? <laughs> it is... Oh, sorry. Well, you know, <laughs> the audience decides if it's delightful audience? or not. So they, are, they think it's delightful. So It is the best just... thing ever. That's why. Crashing your sleigh in a snowdrift and f- being forced to take refuge in a log cabin. No. Uh, we, we won't have any crashing, apparently. So oh. moving back over to uh, Matt and Nussie, you've got uh, 23 and a half seconds. Skis. Um, my, I named my cat Snowy because she was white and I was six. Oh, snowboarding. Yes. Like a boy. 
Oh, no. Snowboarding is awful. And um, oh. so we'll move Ma- over to 14 and a half seconds. Continue. Marshmallows with, I don't know. covered in chocolate with coconut on them are called snowballs. They're and nice. snow angels. Snow angels. Uh, absolutely beautiful. Weeing in the snow. Yeah. That's oh. <laughs> 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 we, no, yeah. that doesn't look. That's a chick saying weeing in the snow. They've got to have a lot more precision. That's yeah. uh, six, six and a half seconds. Or we won't have any urination in the snow. Uh, continuing on with six and a half seconds to go, uh, Matt and Nussie. That delightful crunch of like walking yes. through snow. And really videos nice. of cats where the snow's just a bit deep for them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, a round of applause! So, so far, the round is not over yet. The round is not over yet. <laughs> Sorry. You Those hapless cats. You turned into a cat. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Good I like that so much. Uh, with three delightful things so far is Anna and Rob, oh. but on eight delightful things is oh. Matt and Nussie. So oh. That's, a, uh, oh, that's also delightful. So there we go. Oh. Put another, um, oh, but we'll continue with Anna and Rob, and you must say as many delightful things about fire as possible. So as many delightful things oh. about fire. Audience, you're still on your uh, dings and uh, honkers. Continue on, Anna and Rob, fire. Well, firelight is so flattering to the complexion, Rob. Marshmallows <laughs> as well. And if you lose it, you get Ron Perlman, dress up as native primates and go and find it. It's a great adventure. Discovering Quest some for fire, and tongue and groove on a nice bearskin rug in front of the fireplace. You get Jason Donovan and sit in front of the fire and sing Sealed with a Kiss. It's great. Oh, we've... Sorry, we won't have Jason Donovan mentioned on this podcast. Uh, we'll continue with 41, 41 so seconds. so un-Australian. 41.02 seconds to go. Uh, continue on, Matt and Nussie, about wonderful things or delightful things about fire. Kumbaya, my no. Lord. Oh, no. No. Spot on. I, I, I would have called that one. Yes. Like, we don't continue, deserve it. You have all it back. Other continuing, back over to Anna and, continuing back over to Anna and Rob. Do my thing. Well, it's taking too long. Okay. Time started. You You just lost five seconds reprimanding me. That's not delightful. Ghost stories. Sitting in front of the fire at night reading ghost stories and telling ghost stories and freaking each other out because that's great. Oh, no, we won't have ghost stories. You wuss. Uh, Continuing back over with Matt and Nussie. Candlelight is fire. Little little fires. Duke Nukem's flamethrower. Who played that as a kid? Just me? Great. Okay. You know what I quote? Oh. Oh. Don't tell them the ding, you bastard. I can't. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Um, uh, I'm sorry, we won't have Duke Nukem. Uh, we'll continue on with uh, 15.15 seconds, continuing on Anna and Rob. We all know the best flamethrower is, of course, in Alien, when Sigourney Weaver holds. None of this Duke Nukem stuff, so that's the best type of fire there is. Um, playing Sims and using fire to kill the Sims so you can get more simoleons. And of course, Franz Ferdinand saying, This fire is out of control. And that's out of control. Well, uh, Anna and Rob are on 10 delightful things. That's Matt it. and Nussie are also on 10 delightful oh. things. Oh. Fight, fight, oh. fight. Delightful fight, delightful fight. How did we go from being oh, so Dave. delightful about snow to utterly sh- at doing fire things? <laughs> Dave, you choose your favourite. Well, I think the audience should. <laughs> Let's get a round of applause. Who do you think would be more delightful in that round? A uh, big round of applause. If you think it was Matt and Nussie, <laughs> or if you think it was Rob and Anna, <laughs> Matt and Nussie oh, are the most Nussie. delightful. Oh. Well, I uh, give her another round of applause. You have to mention Alien, didn't you, Rob? <laughs> oh. You, you will get a uh, Christmas card as of a photo say, of Matt and Nussie being delightful. As your victory lap, can you please collect my bells? Thank you. Oh, yeah. And my bell and my horns, that would be great. Thank you. Thank you, gents. Thank you. 
Uh, good. And <laughs> all is right with the David Innes world. <laughs> Oh, look, look how he's lined them up. With two bells oh, on yes. either side and the horns sticking up. And the pens are there still. Okay, I'm taking a photo of this because this is a man who is happy with his life right now. <laughs> that piece of paper is skew. <coughs> uh, well, that's the end of the round, so it's over to the Boffins oh, for a score update. Boffins! <laughs> Thank you very much, David. According to the Grain of Truth keynote speech, Michelle Nussie is in the lead by an emphasising hand gesture. <laughs> Totally take on those cats of the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just Italians trying to get a point across. <laughs> I can say that because I'm half Italian. Of course. Uh, <laughs> of course you of are. Course. It's now time to reveal the answer to our Grade of Truth Connection Challenge. Firstly, did anyone on the panel get the connection between your topics of music, the zoo, domestic science and heroes? I'm thinking the cut musical number from Fierce Creatures starring John Cleese. No, nobody saw that movie. How dare you? It uh, was it's actually it's got Ronnie <laughs> Corbett. Okay, when everyone has to go. <laughs> was it a good film? Yes. Was it a good film? <laughs> Get on a roller coaster to answer if you like the film or not. Was it was it Maggie Smith? No, it wasn't. The connection <laughs> I did not have with Maggie Smith. Was uh, it Jack Frost? That amazing comic no. book idea. No. The answer, I, the answer that I actually got here was Roald Dahl was my connection oh. to all of you. A complete twit. Yes. Uh, Roald. Sorry. Uh, Roald Dahl was a children's author of great acclaim, a hero to many, including the host of this podcast. Uh, he himself was a war hero as well. And music played a large role in Roald Dahl's books with uh, songs or poetry written as part of the narrative, such as the Oompa Loompa songs or the Grand High Witch's song. Domestic science in the form of cooking prevailed in many stories, including the big chocolate cake that Bruce Bogtrotter is forced to eat in Matilda, oh, which yes. I really want. <laughs> um, and animals are also protagonists are demonstrated in the twits, with the monkeys being captured and trained to be part of Mr. Twit's upside-down circus, as well as the all-singing all flamboyant roly poly bird as well. So there is your uh, connection challenge. But now it's over to the boffins to determine who has won the snowball. Thank you very much, David. The winner of today's snowball is Michelle Nussie. Snowball! Is that the kind of snowball like the red, the um, blue light disco snowball? Is that what I want? Well, it can be. You can <laughs> renovate it to however you like. I so would like to When win. are you going to run your snowball? Right now, everyone's invited! Yay! Yay! And remember, the dress code is pure white. Yes. <laughs> From neck to feet. <laughs> well, that's the end of the program, and I hope you enjoyed it. You can come and see the recording on the first Saturday of the month at 1pm at the Wesleyan. Our website is www.greatoftruth.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash greatoftruth show, and on Twitter at greatoftruths. And I'll leave you to thank our panel, Matthew Hedgar, Michelle Nassi, Anna Rinsa, Rob Lloyd, I'm off the week, John Franklin, Franklin, the last few years, I'm composer, Matthew Hedgar, directed by Michael Bell, of Orange Studios, our logo designer, Tom Markovich, our sound restorer, Armin Petit, properties manager, set dresser, and official part fan, Asher Cameron, our venue, the Louisiana, I've been your host, David, have a splendid day! <laughs> this has been a not funny but factual production. Hey!